This program is brought to you by the partners of A Root Awakening International. Help others find truth. Support A Root Awakening International today. When the Bible speaks of remembering the fatherless and the widow, what does Jehovah require of you? Keith Johnson and Yehuda Glick are going to bring a refreshing perspective based on the story of Elisha and the widow's oil. Tonight, because it's the end of the sixth day, the sun is set, and this is Shabbat Night Live. Well, there you are, Shabbat Shalom Torah fans. Welcome to Shabbat Night Live with Michael Rood. Can you believe it? Passover is next week. So that means you still have time to sign up. Go to PassoverCharlotte.com. There it is on the bottom of the screen. Simple as that, it's free. All you have to do is fill it out and you can watch it live. We also have a few other things to give you as well. That's why we need your email address. We'll talk more about that in just a second. But first, the new moon was seen earlier this week. So that means we are officially into the first Shabbat on the month of the Aviv on the astronomically and agriculturally corrected biblical Hebrew calendar. The one I'm holding here is the older one, but we have the new one available. The new calendar is uh, now at the printer, and you'll be getting it shortly after Passover. So let's talk about Passover with my co-host, David Robinson. Let's talk about it. All right, <laughs> it's gonna be fun. We have lots of things planned. It's next week. Uh, now, we moved it from March because right. now, now because is the month of the Aviv. Yeah, now that exactly. the barley is ready. And, and it starts Friday night at 7.30 p.m., Yep, uh, the 15th. Mm -hmm. Go And like you just mentioned earlier, go ahead and sign up because we have some stuff to send you. We have the recipes that we wanna send you that... Uh, Chef Hall, I mean, yep. um, yeah, Chef Rich Hall. Yep. Gosh, I couldn't even remember his name, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chef Rich, because we just Rich call him Chef Rich, yeah, right? That's why, yeah. yeah, and so he's going he, he's going to go over uh, how to prepare a Passover meal, so yep. it's going to be really, really exciting. And it's really simple. We have all kinds of food stuff this year, so mm -hmm. you're going to be really hungry, so make sure you have food ready, because we have the, the recipe with Chef, uh, Chef Rich Hall, and then we have the food with uh, Linnell and, and, and Nehemia Gordon, and they're going to do a whole thing of how would Passover have been prepared back then. Right. Uh, so that's a whole other thing. And uh, yeah, so everything's all about food. Yeah, <laughs> food. <laughs> food we need food. food. And more foods. Yeah, Passover's next week. So you're gonna get the watch code. That's the reason we need your email address. So we gotta tell you where to go to watch this thing because it's not at PassoverCharlotte.com. You're gonna get a special page to go and watch it. Uh, also, you'll get 20% off almost anything in the store. You also need a code for that, so we've got to give you that. And also the recipes from Chef Rich Hall, which we just talked mm -hmm. about, and uh, also the coloring pages for the kids. Right. That's something that can keep them busy on, uh, on uh, Passover as well. So that is next Friday and Saturday, as, as you were just saying. So we've got, uh, what, Yehuda Gleck, we've got Chef Rich Hall, uh, Nehemia and Lanelle Gordon. Logan's Gordon. Yep, Logan's Gordon, yeah, yep. Dr. Tom Logan's Gordon talking about testing, how to be healthy. Uh, also, Nate Petrosky. Nate, yeah, that's gonna be really good. He's cool, yeah. Nate is one of these guys, he was a, a contractor, mm -hmm. and he decided he didn't wanna just live his life being a contractor all the time, so he decided to, well, I know what I'm doing with, with a hammer and a saw and I can build my own kind of homestead. So he did that. So he, yeah. he went and got a homestead and then decided to live off grid. Mm -hmm. So he lives on this homestead off grid, but he shows you how to live a, you know, a city life as it were. He still goes to Walmart. He still orders stuff online and right. that kind of thing. But how to do it with just solar power, mm -hmm. 
by collecting your own water. Like I mean, all he does is rainwater. Did you know that? Yeah. Just yeah, and it's crazy because, and apparently it's really popular, more popular than you might think, because he's on TikTok, if you've ever heard of TikTok, and he has 1.7 million followers on TikTok yeah. that want to see what he does and how he does it. He roasts his own coffee. This guy's unbelievable. Yeah, and we you know we've talked about prepping. You know, we've had a, uh, episodes talking about prepping, and I think even though you're going, I do not want to live off the grid. Okay, that's great, but you may be forced to live off the grid. So, uh, if that happens, you need to know how to take care of yourself, how to get water, and so forth. Yep. So, it's it's really something you should watch, whether you're, you know, into it or not. Yeah, and it's and it's funny because it's even beyond prepping, right? I mean, it's it's yeah, we can prep, we have stored food and all this, and you know, ways to protect yourself and all that. This is sort of like. Okay, well, after that emergency's happened mm-hmm. and the world has still gone to hell in a handbasket, what are you gonna do? Right. So he, this is how you live normal life mm-hmm. out, even after that. Yeah. Uh, now, of course, he orders things from Amazon and all that kind of stuff. Right. But it's, it's just an interesting way of looking at how you can do this. You don't you have to live in a house with all the conveniences of home. You can still do this. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's Nate Petrosky. He's really interesting. Yeah. Now, we have something in front of you here. What is this? We have the love gifts. Ah, the For April love gifts. those who donate, yeah. Do you want to talk about the Yeah, let's talk about there? this first. So this is, so Keith Johnson, uh, someone who's uh, been here a lot, uh, mm-hmm. helping to pinch hit for Michael, and he's also on Passover. Uh, he did a teaching while he was uh, doing all that called The Resurrection of Passover. Uh, this is a great teaching all about how we went from Passover to an egg-laying rabbit, which uh, Michael has talked about at, at length with truth and tradition. Right. But this is another step beyond that, sort of like, okay, well, how exactly did we get there and how can we get back? Mm-hmm. So th- this is a, the resurrection of Passover. That's exactly what it is. We're going to resurrect Passover beginning in your house so you can be an influence to other people's houses. So that is a donation from Keith, from Michael to you to thank you for supporting this ministry for a gift of $50 or more. Now, if you give $100 or more, you'll get this and what David has. You get has. the colon, uh, this says, call on me in the day of trouble and I will deliver you based on Psalms 50. Uh, and it's a it's a decorative metal plate, beautiful design. You can see the way they cut mm-hmm. it out. It's very nice, very heavy duty. Yep. You know, and it's uh, probably nine by six. I would say. Yeah, it's, it's large. So thing. that's for your gift. You get the teaching in this mm-hmm. for a gift of a hundred dollars. And I think we really um, need to know that verse right now. <laughs> yeah, we do. We really do. Yeah. Um, and then also for a gift of three hundred or more, you get a Torah scroll, uh, and you also get the breastplate, and you have a Torah pointer. Torah pointer, and I can't see the magnet, but there's a little magnet here that mm-hmm. you can set to uh, your place, your to place mark your in place yeah. in the Torah. And um, let's take the cover off here. And this is actually... Oh, wow, look at that. Yeah, it's beautiful. That is literally all five books of yeah. Moses mm-hmm. in Hebrew uh, on the Torah scroll. Beautiful yes. thing. Yes, it is. All right, so that is for a yeah. gift of $300 or more. Beautiful thing. And you get all that with a gift of $300 or more. Mm-hmm. Wow, beautiful. Now, tonight, uh, with Yehuda and Hadass talking about um, orphans and widows, you had a couple of um, scriptures you wanted to share about well, that. Well, yeah, we were talking about when we were getting ready, you know, yeah. that uh, we're all familiar with, you know, like Psalm 68. It talks about the Father's aim is to show mercy and care and protection to orphans mm-hmm. and that he sees them as essential and that we are to see them essential. And then you got James 1, 7 uh, that says uh, a religion that the Father sees as pure and faultless is uh, take care of orphans and widows Mm -hmm. in their distress and prevent yourself from 
becoming polluted by the world. Right, now you've, you've had this experience where you've been a widower, and at a certain point, we talked about this last week, you were like, stop feeling sorry for me, I've gotta do this myself. Right. And you've mentioned to me before that you, know, you, were, you, know, you and your daughter were the strong ones supporting right. the family, saying, look, we're okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, our personalities like you know, um, bad things happen. Get up and let's go. You know, mm-hmm. let's 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 take everybody with us. And so we really didn't mourn. I mean, there were moments of mourning. You know, especially when you're alone, you go to bed with somebody. They get up, and the next day they're gone. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, there's those things. But we were really strong, and we wanted to show everybody that hey, God is in control. It was a great opportunity to show our heart and mm. trust in the Father to provide for us, you know. And um, and so we actually didn't mourn till later. My huh. son mourned immediately, and so we kind of. So it was good. You supported him, and we then... supported him, you know. And then and then we went through, you know, times uh. of the realization kicks in as you go along, mm. uh, and um, uh, so. Yeah, I think it's always good to mourn immediately, but we just wanted to show others that that we can do this. Mm. You know, because you always, I, I, I was always concerned about people worrying about us. Mm. You know what I mean? So I wanted to show them, hey, we can do this, and we were so appreciative for the help. But there came a point, as we talked about last week, where you have to realize we got to do this. Right? These people aren't going to be here forever. Mm. You know, we we need to learn how to do this on our own. So there was a few that we had to say, hey, thank you so much, but. We're good. Right. We're good. Good, we good need perspective. To do this. Yeah. All right. So, when the Bible speaks of remembering the fatherless and the widow, what does Yehovah require of you? Keith Johnson and Yehuda Glick bring a refreshing perspective based on the story of Elisha and the widow's oil. This is interesting. But first, get your bread and wine to bless the Most High with Michael. See you back here in two minutes. What do an egg laying rabbit and a Babylonian fertility goddess? have to do with the resurrection of our Hebrew Messiah? Good question. In The Resurrection of Passover, Keith Johnson leads us through the dispensational disaster of mixing the holy with the profane, truth with mythology, and how a translational conspiracy was devised to crucify Passover itself. I'm gonna tell you right now what I think they're doing. They're trying to crucify Passover. The Resurrection of Passover with Keith Johnson is not for sale, and it's not on YouTube. The only way to watch it is to receive it as a thank you gift from Michael Rood. Donate a $50 love gift and we'll send you The Resurrection of Passover on DVD or Blu-ray. Or for a donation of $100, we'll send you The Resurrection of Passover, plus a beautiful wall hanging featuring Psalm 50 verse 15. Call on me in the day of trouble and I will deliver you. Or with a donation of $300, we'll send you the resurrection of Passover, the Psalm 50 wall hanging, plus a handheld Torah scroll. This breathtaking showpiece features all five books of Moses in Hebrew, wooden rollers, a velvet Torah cover, and an ornamental breastplate. These gifts are a limited time offer from Michael Rood to thank you for your support. Make your donation today and receive the $50 gift, the $100 gift, or the $300 gift. These special gift collections featuring Keith Johnson are available only in April, and supplies are limited. Call now to receive your gifts. 888-766-3610. That's 888-766-3610. Or get your gifts online 
at monthlylovegift.com. The traditions that we have in modern-day Judaism remind us of what we did in the temple, and some of these traditions go back long before the temple in Jerusalem. It reminds us of when Melchizedek, the king of righteousness, brought forth bread and wine to Abraham when he came back from the slaughter of kings, and Melchizedek, the Melchizedek, the king of righteousness, blessed the Most High with the blessing that Abraham then taught to his son Isaac and then was passed down through the generations. Yeshua said, Abraham saw my day and he rejoiced. He gave a tenth of everything because he saw the broken body and the shed blood. Melchizedek, as Abraham and all of his offspring, then continue to say this prayer, this prayer of sanctification. Baruch Yehovah, Yehovah, Eloheinu melech ha'olam, homotzi lechem mi ha'aretz. Blessed are you, Yehovah, our God, King of the universe, who brings forth bread from the earth. And Yeshua said, this bread represents my body, which will be broken for you. And this is what Yeshua said the last night that he was with his disciples. This represents his broken body that was broken for us. And then, the blessing of the wine. Baruch atah Yehovah Eloheinu melech alam Blessed are you, Yehovah, our God, King of the universe, creator of the fruit of the vine. And Yeshua said, this is a renewed covenant which will be paid for in my blood. As often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. So when you hear the word orphan or widow, what first comes to mind? Are you thinking of, oh, these, these poor people, do you have pity on them? Do you think that they don't have the opportunities that everyone else has? Maybe you're thinking of loneliness or some other kind of uh, lower degraded sort of opinion of someone just because someone has passed away in that family unit. Well, what does God say about orphans and widows? That's what we really wanna to get to know because that's how we should be seeing orphans and widows. So Yehuda Glick, Keith Johnson, welcome back to Shabbat Night Live. Let's talk about this. Never mind how we see yes. orphans and widows as humans. I mean, how does God see them? Yeah, and that's, this is where we're gonna get a chance to push our friend even, even more. There's a, there's a verse you're gonna share with us. We're gonna go back and forth. Yeah, Give we're, us, gonna, just, we're gonna share a little verses from, from Deuteronomy 10. Mm -hmm. Because when we're talking about God's perspective, and we have to be very careful, mm -hmm. God's perspective of the orphan and the widow, the fatherless and the widow. Let's begin in Deuteronomy 10, verse 17. 17. Yeah, we'll begin at 17. 
Scott, your turn, KJV. All right, Deuteronomy 10, 17 says, for the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords. God of gods. God of gods. Lord of lords. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the great things that he's doing. We're, we're probably getting ready for a big miracle. What is he doing? Let's hear. A great God, a mighty and terrible. <laughs> mighty and a terrible. A when mighty and, 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 and strong and, 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 and the highest dignified kind of God. What does he do? Which regardeth not persons nor taketh reward. What does he do, verse 18? Uh, and in verse 18, the NASB, he executes justice for? The widow and the orphan. I got the wrong translation. The fatherless, I say the, fatherless. the fatherless and the orphan. <laughs> the orphan in English, the fatherless, the, the fatherless according to the scriptures, and the widow, and shows his love, and shows his love for the alien by giving them food and clothing. Okay, so we are talking now about three, this group of this trialogue that we go again and again and again, the orphan, the widow, and the sojourner, who in the eyes of God are people who supposedly don't have a place, don't have a, mm. a, a, a venue, a, a permanent venue, and they're, they're, they're shaking, they're, they're, mm -hmm. their lack of stability. And God says this great, great, great God with the, the great and the big and the mighty and the God of God and master of masters, what does he do? He cares and he makes sure that the justice of these is not deprived. Mm -hmm. And let's go on and continue. What does it go on afterwards? In verse 20, you shall fear your God, you shall worship him, you shall clung to him, and in his name you shall swear. Mm -hmm. Meaning you should be and walk in his footsteps. Mm. God's not telling you how great he is, just I want you to know how great, wow, what a wonderful God. The greatness of God is the caring for the orphan and the widow. Mm -hmm. And I want you to do the same. Amen. And I want you to work to worship him and fear him and, and worship him and stick to his ways. Mm. This is what we're talking about. Mm. Because God took you to Egypt and it goes on and on. God protected you in Egypt and God saw you in Egypt and wants you to what, is the, what, what was the feeling of, of, of the Jewish people in Egypt? By the way, it's interesting. Also, another we spoke about differences between Exodus and Deuteronomy. In, in, in Exodus, it's always, you were a stranger in Egypt. In Deuteronomy, you were a slave in Egypt. But that's, that's a different story. But I'm saying the opposite. In, in, in Exodus, it's you were a slave in Egypt. In, in, in Deuteronomy, you were, you were a, a, a stranger in Egypt. But the concept of the feeling of somebody who's there, not because of the hard work, but the fact that you were a stranger, mm. the fact that you were looked upon and either ignored or mm. somebody who nobody's caring for, mm. nobody's there for. And the concept of what God says for you, for me, every one of you is important. Mm. And I think we should, from here, go on and read a very important point in Deuteronomy 26. This is the only time in the Bible mm. a person has to come to the temple of God. Listen carefully. In verse, in, 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 I'm talking about Deuteronomy 26, in verse 12. Mm -hmm. It's something that's repeated already twice also. It already appeared in Deuteronomy 14. Mm -hmm. We'll just like, you know what, let's peek for a second in Deuteronomy 14. In the, in, in the last two verses of the chapter, it says, Deuteronomy 14, we talk about that special tithe. At the end of three years, verse 28 in Deuteronomy 14, at the end of three years, you take out all the tithes and you put them in your, in your gates. And the Levite will come because he does not have a portion in the land. And the sojourner 
and the orphan and the widow, which are in your gates, yes. not those living somewhere else. And they shall eat and, what's the next word? Be satisfied. Be satisfied. <laughs> not, 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 don't, don't just give them a box of, of rice and then make them satisfied so that God shall bless you in all the things you do. They are the Levite, the sojourner, the, the old fatherless and the widow. And they are in your gates. Now, one second. <laughs> when you do that, yes. it's not enough that you put aside the tithes. You, what do you do with that tithe? God says, you give it to the orphan and the widow, but that's not enough. I don't trust you. God says, open 26, Deuteronomy 26. Now listen carefully. Verse, verse 12, he repeats again what he said in verse 14. At the end of three years, you take out the, the tithe and, and, and you give it to the, the Levite, the, the sojourner, the fatherless, and the, and the orphan, and the widow that are in your, in your uh, gates, and they will be satisfied. Are you with me? Mm -hmm. Are you listening? Mm -hmm. And then you have to go. You go stand in front of God. You say in front of God, your God, the Lord, your God. I have taken out all the holiness from my house. The holiness. What's the holiness? The tithe that you're giving to the Levite, the orphan, and the widow. I've given it to the Levite, the, the, the sojourner, the fatherless, and the widow. As you have told me, I have not forgotten your commandment. I have not forgotten. You have to stand there in front of God that I did not forget. If God tells us to come to the temple, and stand there and say, I did not forget. I did not forget. It means that God knows that we have a tendency of forgetting. Mm. You'll need to close your eyes. Close your ears for a minute. Scott, this is between you and me. <laughs> how many times have you been in a church where they talked about tithing? How many, how many years? Oh, there's usually a once a year sermon. Okay, at least once thing. a year. Yeah. I, I was a pastor in the United Methodist Church when it was convenient. You know, the Torah has been done away with except for one command, the tithe. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now here's the question. This is what we always thought. Have you ever heard them preach about the tithe and say that it includes the widow and the orphan? No, it was always bring it into the storehouse, which means bring it into this church. Are and, you sure you're reading this correct from the Bible? Is this, <laughs> I mean, this must be your organization. I mean, are you, are you reading this from the Bible? Can, you, can we just read this again? Yes, it's, please, it's, it's please. my organization. I mean, Tim trying to, took upon herself assignment to remind people not to forget. I'm in. Remind people not to forget. Don't forget. Not only don't forget, come to the temple. And say, declare that you did not forget. Mm. Before God. Before God. No, no cheating. It's transparent. God <laughs> sees what's going on there. God knows. And not only that, there's, God has a, has a way to teach you not to forget. You know how? Let's go down to Deuteronomy 24. And we'll see how God teaches you not to forget. Here's what happens. In verse 19. 19. Deuteronomy 24, 19. When, uh, 24, 19, reading from the NASB, when you reap your harvest in your field and have forgotten... And you forgot something. <laughs> what happens to the what you forgot? <laughs> and have forgotten a sheaf in the field, you shall not go back to get it. It shall be for the alien, for the orphan, and for the widow, in order that Yehovah your God may bless you in all the work of what, your hands. What happens? You forgot something. God says, oh, you want, ah, now you remember you want to go get it? No, no, no. Leave it for those that you forgot. Mm. Leave it for those that you've forgotten. And it doesn't only pay once. Read the next verse. 
when you beatest thine olive tree, thou shalt not go over the bowels again. It shall be for the stranger and for the fatherless. Don't go back and get it. Go on the next verse. 21. When you gather the grapes of your vineyard, you shall not go over it again. Don't go back. It shall be for the alien, for the orphan, and for the widow. So if you didn't understand already three times, <laughs> three times, don't go back if you forgot. What's the next word of the next verse? The and. first word. And you shall remember. Mm. Don't forget. Don't forget. Don't go back. You forgot. Don't go back. And you shall remember. Mm. You'll remember those who, who we tend to forget. You'll remember those whom we tend to forget. This is those that God doesn't forget. Amen. In our first lesson, we spoke about God hearing their call. We spoke about God making sure they're not deprived of their rights. We spoke now about giving them the, 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 the uh, to relating to them as, as the Levite and, and the orphan, as, as the Levite in, 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 the, in the temple. Now, God says, Declare to me, I don't trust you. Come and say to me, I did not forget. Mm. I want to do a little a challenge, okay? And I want to give you, there's a famous story. And many people, I'm sure people <laughs> have heard this story. It, books, it appears in the book. Did you know the story of uh, Elisha? Mm-hmm. Elisha, where this widow comes over yelling. Again, yelling. What so, chapter? What chapter? In, 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 in it's Kings 2, chapter 4. No, you don't look. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Okay, chapter 2, verse 4. And we just spoke about Hanukkah. We had a miracle of oil. Now, where, where did the first miracle of oil happen? We'll, we'll try to find that. This lady, this widow, she comes to Elisha and says, Elisha, please. I, I, you know, my husband, he was a worshiper of God. And I, I don't know what to do. Help me. And, the, and, the, and those people I owe them money are coming and they want to take my kids and do something. And he does a miracle. What does he tell her? What does he do? He says, gather every vessel in your house. Grab every one and start pouring. Never does it miss. Okay, now open and see what it <laughs> okay, says. Okay. Now see what it says. Now, second king. It never failed. It was the chapter. It, it never chapter. failed. First Kings, King, second, King, second Kings, chapter four. Second what did he King. tell her? Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> See how much do I know? I don't even no, know. No, 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 you're every single one. I mean, <laughs> Keith fell for it yesterday also. Okay. Let's read, okay? Okay, so four verses. Verse four, Kings two, verse four, uh, chapter four. And one, one woman, I'll, I'll start reading until you get there. And, and one woman, the wife of, of one of the the students of the prophets yelled out to Elisha, my, 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 the servant, your servant, my husband died. And you know that, my, that he, your servant was a worshiper of God. And now they're coming to take my two children as slaves. Okay, now mm-hmm. what does what he say? And Elisha said unto her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what hast thou done in the house? And she said, thy, hand, thy handmaid has not anything in the house, save a pot of, a pot of oil. Oh, that was a pot of oil. What does he tell her to do? Go, borrow thy vessels abroad from all thy neighbors. From your neighbors! <laughs> Go ask your neighbors! Go knock on the neighbor's door and say, here I am! Don't forget me! You know what happened? Did she go ask the neighbors? Uh... Do I know what happened? Let's uh, read. Even empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when you you are to come in, you shall shut the door upon uh, upon thee, and upon thy sons, and thou sh- and, and shalt pour out into all those vessels. Okay. And she goes away. And what does she do? She closes the door. Yeah. Uh, she'll set aside that which is full. So she went from him, and she shut the door, and upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. What happened to the neighbors? I don't know. Oh. 
She was ashamed to go to the neighbors because she knew the neighbors forgot. Mm. Elisha told her, go to the neighbors. She said, no, no, I'm going I'm to manage with what I have. This is a classical behavior of, mm. the, or of the widow where the prophet wants the society to remember. Sure. The prophet says, guys, society, look around, your neighbors. She says, no, 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 I'll manage myself. Mm. Every single widow will tell you this. Every morning she wakes up. Every single widow will tell you this. Every morning she wakes up. She wipes the tears. She puts on a mask. And she goes outside and, how are you doing? Oh, great. And the neighbors will all say, oh, wow. You know, she it's is such so a well. strong personality. Ever since her husband passed away, she's so strong. Bananas. She's not so strong. She's in the house crying. Mm. She's there alone in the house. Mm. And the neighbors are not hearing and she's ashamed to ask of the neighbors. She wants to look great. She wants everybody to think that everything is fine. And this is the story. Elisha says, go to the neighbors. Hmm. Ask for, what do you want? Just borrow dishes. Not beg them to give you money. Borrow their dishes. She's ashamed to go to the neighbors. Hmm. She's ashamed. And not only is she ashamed, every one of the people who study this story forget about the neighbors. Because the neighbors are not part. It's Elisha solving her problem and doing a miracle of oil. Hmm. No, Elisha wants to wake up the society and the society is still falling asleep. Mm. We, don't, we don't remember. And here is what we're, Amitim is coming. We're coming to wake up the neighbors and say, guys, you have widows and orphans in your community. It's easy to send that money, a check to, to Asia and Africa and say, oh, I'm a, such a wonderful person. I donated to the orphanage mm. in Africa. No, yes. no, 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 no. I want you to find that widow and orphan who are in your church, mm. in your work, working with you at, at, at your job, who are going to school with your kids in their classroom, mm. who are, and, and, and these kids who, who lost a parent, a father or a mother when they were in first grade, and now they're in seventh grade. They're still fatherless. And they still need somebody to knock on their door and say, how are you doing? Mm. And that's what Amitzim is trying to do. We just spent uh, on Hanukkah, we knocked on doors all over Israel. 3,000 uh, fatherless or motherless children mm. received a box of light from Amitim. Not because it's Amitim. It's, it, it, it's, it's the concept that we're developing and we want to take the Bible and say, guys, this is what God says. Amen. God wants you to Amen. have, wants these souls to be enlightened. We mm. went to 250 different communities in Israel, villages, towns, cities, we, we, and we picked every single orphaned kid that we know. And we knocked on the door, and, and, and volunteers. And we took people who were living in the neighborhood. Yeah. Mm. We didn't take, we took people who live in the neighborhood. And when a person said to me, oh, no problem. How many boxes do you want to give? Oh, I'll take 10 families. They say, no, no, no. We, we don't look, need you as the post office. We can put a stamp, send the, we want you to knock on the door. You take two families, three families, you knock on the door. You say, here I am, I have a package for your children. How are you doing? You sit with them and you don't leave that house until the doors, the walls are singing and dancing. <laughs> and you make sure <laughs> that you remember where they live. Mm -hmm. So that when you call me back after Hanukkah and say, wow, thank you so much for the privilege of bringing the bakla, I'll tell you, no, 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 it's not over. It's just beginning. I want you to remember, remember, and not forget. I want you to be able to come to the temple and knock on the door and say, God, I did not forget, just like you.
Amen. Just like God, who does Amen. not forget the orphan and the widow. And he wants them to be respected and honored as like the Levite. Mm. He wants to strengthen the family. We spoke about family. We spoke about respect. We spoke about standing up for them. We spoke about making sure, okay, you want, you, 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 your, your, your car needs to go into the garage for, for, for a checkup. Okay, we'll help you out for that. We'll make, make them strong. Make them honorable. We we'll refer to them as queen, like the Levite. This is what we're talking about. And this is what Elisha is trying to tell you. Society, neighbors, you're living in the neighborhood. Look around. Mm -hmm. Find them. The widow and the orphan, they don't, have, they don't walk around with a cast and not with a wheelchair. You're not going to be able to look at it. You have to find out, inquire. Find out. You remember you went to somebody's funeral two years ago? Call them up and see how they're doing. Knock on their door. Find out how are they doing? How are they managing? What can you do to help them out? But respect them. Don't replace them. Don't say, oh, we know what bull, oh, you go knocking the door. Oh my gosh, the dishes are not taken care of. Let's take, send the kids to the foster. No, 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 no. The dishes are not being taken care of. Go and wash the dishes for her. Amen. Don't, don't say, we, our mission here is what God is telling us. There's a parent that's here. There's no orphan. There's no fatherless. There's a fatherless and a widow. There's a fatherless, a motherless and a widower. You go in there and you strengthen that widow. You strengthen her so she can continue doing what she has. She has the mission of being a parent. And this is what the Bible is teaching us about the widow and the, and the, and the, and the fatherless and motherless. And this is what Elisha is trying to teach us. Mm. I'm glad you clarified that because I, you know, <laughs> you, you missed that. You, you read I it a thousand it times and you miss it. I have a radical thing. If we, we have another half of this? We do, yes. We're going to come back in a second. I'm going to have yeah, to yeah. ask your permission during the break. This is kind of radical. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> radical you, Keith? I yes. can't believe it. Yeah. All right, so come back. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're listening to Yehuda and to Keith. And I hope you are listening as well as I am. I am learning a lot. I hope you are. And uh, thank you for bringing Yehuda here. It's through your support that we make this happen. And we'll be back. In about two minutes, uh, please continue to support this ministry. Thank you. And thank you for supporting Shabbat Night Live. You know, you're our neighbor, and sometimes, you know, we go to neighbors for borrowing a cup of sugar or something like that. <laughs> and so when you have given to a rude awakening, you are giving to our neighbor. Keith, you and I are neighbors, and our neighbor is Yehuda. Yes. And I just want to let you know that when you donate to a rude awakening, you're also donating to what Yehuda is doing in the land of Israel. It's, it's not Yehuda. It's, first of all, it's Yehuda and Adas, and it's not Yehuda and Adas. Yeah, it's Hadas. It's, uh, we spoke about, in our first book, about my biography. I have two children from my first wife, and then four children together with her, and two that we adopted, and four together, and then so we have 12 tribes. But that's not the truth. The truth is, in this marriage, I have 30,000 children. <laughs> These are all the orphans of, the, of Israel that are, we care about and we try to reach them. Mm. And both my both Hadass and myself, we take no salary to ourselves. We are totally volunteering. Mm -hmm. We are volunteering, and we are trying to get neighbors involved in what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're not a neighbor; you're a brother. Mm -hmm. mm. But uh, we're trying to get people to listen to the word of God. I want to say something, Scott. I want to follow up with what you said. And I know this, folks, I'm, I'm looking at you right now. What I know is that for years I have heard Michael talk about uh, widows and orphans in the land of Israel, and they have been practical with that and finding different organizations. What I love about this story, this story says you go to the neighbors. Now, I'll say for us at BFA International, we have, we have put, uh, you know, 
action behind uh, support. You know, we can go to BFA International. There's actually a section that says support widows and orphans. That's not for us. It goes directly to Amitim. I feel very good about that. I've seen with my own eyes, Scott, what's happening in the land of Israel. These are people that I know, that I love, that have loved back. But to see the actual work, every time I talk to them, every time, I I asked Yehuda a question. I said, do you guys ever eat? You take a shower. I mean, what you, you know, it's constant. Hadass is not here right now. She was invited. She was going to be here. The reason she's not here is because she's working on that's, behalf that's to true. not that's only true. serve, but that's to true. make widows and orphans happy. I can't wait. She's going to be coming She'll in the next, in, the next episode. Yeah. It, we get to stay for one more, right? Oh, of course. Well, we have to, hey, yes. I mean, if you haven't heard yes. anything, you need to hear Hadass, okay? Yeah. The doctor, Dr. Hadass. But I want to say something. Uh, the reason that I was convinced that uh, Yehuda coming here and, and Hadas coming here, I believe it's the beginning of a, a, a great relationship, not just with Amitzim, but the work of uh, the love of God that is coming through my friend uh, in, in his area, in her area, what you all do, what Michael has done, what you guys are doing around the world. I believe there is a dovetailing, a synergy that's taking place. So folks, support A Root Awakening. You're going to support a work right now that's taking place all over the world, including Say including. Including. Say including. Including. Amitzim and what's happening with widows and orphans. And I, I am, right now, I'm, I'm ecstatic that we're doing what we're doing at BFA. But I just think the more neighbors we can get involved, yep. well, the, the coming together, Scott. And absolutely. And like Ted said, uh, he said many times that, that you know, we want to make sure that we're giving to an organization that we can count on. We know. Exactly. And we've. Exactly. We've, there's many organizations who have exactly. asked. And when we've sort of investigated, we went, mm, we Not had a little so bit of hesitancy. We don't have hesitancy. Because you're custodians of people uh, uh, that are giving, uh, yeah. believing that what they're doing. And I can say this. Absolutely. I'm here. I can tell you. What you do and what you do for a rude awakening is actually making a difference around the world. That's why I told Yehuda, I'm sorry, Yehuda, I can't invite you to a bunch of churches. I'm sorry, Yehuda, I'm not going to take you into the Methodist church. They kicked me out. I can tell you there's one ministry in Charlotte that I feel good about regarding the widow and orphan in the land of Israel. And it's a rude awakening. Thank you for that. That is oh. what is just... Huge for me because if he comes here and he looks around, he says, "But I thought we were gonna go go see someone." Hey, here we are. We're here right now. First of all, it's a good excuse, but we're gonna you're gonna take us to meet some more communities, but that's a different story. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I first want to thank you very much. Yeah, yeah brother. Hey, I really want to tell you that uh, it's very very emotionally uh, thankful to God that uh, I found such we found such partners and uh, we really. What we're doing in Amitim in Israel is, is developing a, a model that we want to copy to the world. We, yes. we, we're not looking to make anything great about our name. Yes. It's not, not, not about me, not about Hadass, even though I really, I'm, 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 very, I'm very objective about the story. I mean, I'm, and I can tell you that, that Hadass is really an outstanding person. There's nobody else like her in the world. But I, I, I say that it, it's, it's, it's very touching for us that we're, and we're not here to glorify anything about us, Amen. not even about the organization. It's about God's children. And I just, I wanted to tell you that, as I said before, we were giving out these packages just uh, uh, right Hanukkah, mm-hmm. last of the uh, celebration of light, which we call it the holiday of the of Amitim, because that's the holiday of light. It's a very beautiful concept because, you know, Hanukkah is celebrated in the darkest time of the year. Mm. It's, it's when the, 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 the night is long and the day is short. But not only that, Hanukkah 
is on the last eight days of the last few days of the Hebrew month and the beginning of the next month where there's no moon. So even the night is the darkest of darkest. It's the darkest sure. time of the year. Sure. And we celebrate the holiday of light. Mm. And we know that from then it's going to start getting lighter. And we tell the people. And we, we had, and we had these wonderful stories about many things that I didn't even tell you this story. We had, you know, we, in every single settlement, in every single city, we had to call somebody to find somebody to, to, to give, to give the, the package to. So we had a few stories, which were interesting stories that I told you before in lunch. We had, we call up this grocery store in a city, in a neighborhood. And I said, listen, guy, I need somebody in your settlement in, to give out the packages. So he says to me, what are you doing? They said, listen, we, we, we we're giving out packages for Hanukkah for the, or for the families of the fatherless and motherless. And we said, wow, it's a wonderful project. Good for you. You're doing a wonderful thing. But I, I don't think in our, in our, in our neighborhood we have any. And I'm the groceries man. And I know every one of the families here in this, in this, <laughs> in this settlement. I say, are you sure? Yeah, yeah, I know every one of them. I'm, I'm, for 35 years, I've been running the groceries. I know when everyone's birthday there. I know everything. And you don't have any fatherless? He said, no, nothing. I said, what about the Amar family? Oh, right, I forgot. I forgot. Yeah, I remember when the mother was sick, and I remember when she passed away. <laughs> now, these, I'm not talking about somebody you didn't know. Somebody yeah. who you did know. And it happened to us again and again. It happened to us in a city up, to, up north, and there was the, the deputy mayor of the city. And he said, I know every single family. There's no one here. I said, what about this family? What about that family? And again and again, it happens to me. Hmm. And then I had a, a, another story with a friend of mine who I, I had a big city, Rishon Lezion, and I couldn't find somebody who would uh, co-organize the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the volunteers in that city, Rishon Lezion. And then I, I remembered I had a friend, Avi, Avi Mishan, who has the biggest chauffeur factory in, uh, in, in the Rishon Lezion, in Israel. And, all. and I told him, Avi, I need somebody to give out packages in, 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 in Rishon What's the check you want me to write? I said, no, no, I don't want you to write me a check. I need somebody to give out volunteers to find it. So he said, he said look at this. His wife has a women's organization. She, all the women in, in, in the... And, and his wife, she had like 25 women going into different families. And he, one of the days he went, in, he went, he went with, with, with the volunteers and he saw it. And he calls me up. He said, Yehuda, listen, I telling you, this year, every shofar I'm going to sell, I'm going to give you a percentage for the... For, for the <laughs> so these are Avi Mishan. And then right before I left, he gave me, let's take this shofar and pray to God to, to, to succeed your trip. So these are Avi Mishan shofars who are, he's also, he sells the most beautiful shofars in the, in, in the country. And, 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 and just, mm. I'm just telling you examples of people that, that, are, that, that really these are, are, are... These are neighbors. These are wow, neighbors. Wow. These are neighbors. They're not billionaires. They're not... These are neighbors, people who care, and have, have, have discovered something that happens in their, in their, in their, in their, in their town. Mm. So uh, these are the wonderful stories of the wonderful people. But I want to I go back to the Bible. I like studying Bible. And I want to know that, you know, we, 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 people celebrate holidays mm -hmm. during the year. And we invite our family. Who does the Bible tell us to invite? Uh-oh. I said, let's go to uh, Deuteronomy 16. Deuteronomy 16 is the chapter that discusses the holidays in the book of Deuteronomy. Well, those of you recall that the Bible has spoken about the holidays already in, uh, in, in the book of Exodus and the book of uh, Leviticus 23. But in, 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 uh, in, in Deuteronomy, the holidays are the holidays totally devoted to marking the harvest of the year. Mm. There's the Shavuot, mm -hmm. which in the Bible here doesn't talk about the receiving of the Pentateuch, even though that's the day we receive the Pentateuch, mm -hmm. but it's the, the, the holiday that we harvest our fields. 
And then it's Sukkot. Mm-hmm. So you're celebrating. So let's read uh, the story of Deuteronomy 16, Shavuot, verse 9. Seven weeks. You count from when? You, you start, uh, Scott, you want me to read? You want to read? Go, Go ahead. ahead. Go ahead, Keith. Okay. So, sixteen nine. you shall count seven weeks for yourself. You shall begin to count seven weeks from the time you began to put the sickle to the standing grain. Then you shall celebrate the Feast of Weeks of Yehovah your God with the tribute of a freewill offering of your hand, which you shall give just as Yehovah your God blesses you. And you're happy. And now you're going to invite your mother-in-law, your father-in-law, your grandma, and your auntie, and auntie, and let's who else do you invite? And you shall rejoice before Yehovah your God. And you, you rejoice and your, in front of the Lord, Hashem, yes, God your Almighty. Son and, and your daughter and your male and female servants and the Levite who is in your town and the stranger and the fatherless and the widow mm-hmm. who are living amongst you. How does it translate to you? Who are in your midst. Midst. In the place, the place that God just... God just <laughs> and you shall remember that you were a slave in Egypt. Mm. And what happens on Sukkot? And you shall observe the Feast of Tabernacles, Sukkot, seven days after that, thou shalt... When you're th- gathering... Thou hast gathered in the, the corn or the grain and thy wine. And you shall rejoice in thy feast, thou and thy son. Together with whom? Thy son, thy daughter, and thy manservant, thy maidservant, and the Levite, the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow that are within your gates. gates. Again, again, and again, and again. They're your family. The year they're together with you in the covenant with God. The Levite, the sojourner, the widow, and the orphan. They're just like your son and your daughter. They're just like your, 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 the, all the people living with you. Mm. They're just like your, the, the, the people who are helping you, the male and the female. They are part of you. And not those that are living on the other side of the ocean. You're those who are living with, in your midst, mm. in your gates, in your cities. You are to find those families. This is our Father's and these heart. Are the, these are, this is the story. The story wow. is we want you to find a parent, a family which is one parent had passed away, and they need you to include them in the rejoicing in front of the Lord. Hmm. They need you. They're part of what you're doing. It's, it's, it's inviting them all to the table, not only aunt, uncle, father-in-law, mother-in-law, grandpa and grandfather, those that are living amongst you. They're part of your celebration with God. Hmm. What do we say? Don't forget. You shall remember and here is the rejoicing. Sure. It's not the poor people that you have to give them, send them a, a bag of rice and, and, and a bottle of oil. No, no, no. You bring them and include them in the, in the rejoicing. Mm. In the worship of God, the rejoice on the holiday of, in the, of the farmer in the, in the Deuteronomy is a, is a, is a religious holiday. It's a religious celebration. It's praising the Lord for the harvest of the year. It's praising the Lord for the beautiful fruits that you picked up this year. They are part of it. They're mm. part of the rejoicing. This is where God says, it's not only protecting the poor person. It's not only their, their, what we say about family. Family. Mm. What we say, not forgetting, but not beyond that. We spoke about family. We spoke about not forgetting. We spoke about Strengthening, empowering, and here we're talking about nurturing them, feeding them, encouraging them, and rejoicing with them. Mm. This is a totally different level. 
we want to look at them and see how they're, they themselves are illuminating, illuminating the, the world. We want them to be like a queen and a prince. Mm. That's what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. This is what we're talking about. So when we have the Amitim families come to, 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 to our centers, we have a grandma and a grandpa preparing a delicious, healthy meal, and the, and the, the, the mothers are like treated like queens and king, and the Amen. fathers like kings. Amen. And that's what we're there. We, we, we are following in the footsteps of the book. Okay, this is a, the concept of, uh, of not dealing with an orphanage and not dealing with something that's dealing with the concept of what it means to develop a society of worshipers of God. We, we began this whole series, I don't remember, with Jeremiah. Mm -hmm. He says, you want to live here forever and ever? Okay, I'll tell you how to live here forever and ever. <laughs> you make sure to be those who empower the widow and fatherless. Mm. Why? Mm. Because then you are establishing the concept of family. And it says there specifically, I don't know what, what, what version you have of Jeremiah. Jeremiah says, even in the 21st century, and I'm telling you that's what Jeremiah says, and I don't know what page it was, but he says, even in the 21st century, even when so many liberals are telling you that you don't need family anymore, uh -oh. we don't need family. Uh -oh. <laughs> we're, we are living in a time where everybody's an individual and has his own career. We don't need family. God says, you need father and mother. Yes. You need the source of blessing. Mm. Here is where you are. Mm. And this is the concept that Amitim is talking about. Mm -hmm. We want these people to feel Amitim, strong, courageous, like Joshua. Mm. We want them to feel like they are leading the world. And you know mm. that? I want you to know. Mm. Do you know that 35% of the presidents of the United States of America, until Obama, were children who one of their parents passed away before they were 16. Mm. 35%. Whoa. They're 1% of the population, 35% of the, of, the, of, the, of the presidents of the United States of America. Why? Because when this child gets an embracement, gets an empowerment, they, are, they can reach the highest. Do you know that 70% of the CEOs of significant companies were fatherless or motherless before the age of 16. 37% mm. of the leading physicists <laughs> in universities were, were, but at the same time, more than 50% chance of a person who grows without the embracement will find as prisoners in, the, in, 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 mm. in jail. So here's the question. We want these people, we want these, these fatherless children to be a contribution to society because they can reach the highest of highs because we know that if, if, they, if, they, if they went through an, an experience, they can be the best of best. How do we do it? Mm. By empowering them. Amen. By bringing happiness into their houses. By strengthening the parent. Mm -hmm. By remembering that we're not instead of the parent. We cannot replace the parent. Mm -hmm. We don't believe in replacement the theology. We are here <laughs> to say that we are not replacing the parent. Yeah. We are strengthening the surviving parent so that he can continue being a source of blessing to his children. Amen. Amen. Mm. Scott, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. Do you all still live by the mission? Restoring the Hebrew roots of the Christian faith? We better, it's on our signs, otherwise Sign we'd have to signs. change everything. Uh, this, is, this, this, this is an example of the root 
the Hebrew root. In other words, uh, so many people, they'll talk about the Levite, they'll talk about tithing, they'll talk about all those things, but never including this. I think including this, I, not I think, I've learned through my relationship with Hadass and, and, and Yehuda that I was missing something. I was missing something. And I, I told him yesterday, I said, I'm getting it now. I'm getting it. He says, he tells his wife every week, I'm getting it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's something that's going to go like this. You're getting it. You're getting it. You're getting it. But all of it is to try to figure out how to walk out Torah in our lives. How do mm -hmm. we live this? Not just how we understand it and beat people over the head with a Torah scroll. How do we live it? How do we walk it out? And this is just one example. And again, I got to say again to a rude awakening, you guys, in terms of the feast, Passover, we just talked about booths, as we talk, talking about Sukkot, um, Shavuot, these are things that Michael's been pushing and pushing and pushing, but guess what? There's this other aspect. The widow and the orphan in that, that God says, when you eventually when you come there to stand before him, be sure you don't forget, and we're not gonna forget. Indeed, and sometimes I think it's, it's people don't do that because it's uncomfortable. Mm. How do I approach that? Yeah, how, yeah. But how much more uncomfortable will it be what we read in the yeah, Bible I'm here? In, I'm in. If we forget that, God's gonna make it really yeah. uncomfortable yes. for us. The, the answer for that is very simple. Believe me, if you come and knock on the door of a widow and orphan, and I said, you say to them, here, I'm, I'm, I'm here to bring you something, you will see how they will so fast be so mm. excited. And I want to tell you something. Soon, in one of our, in the next program, I think, Hadassah. we're having a wonderful guest. <laughs> She's a, a, a real, you know a her, real, I, I know her very well, and I'm telling you, you will never be disappointed. <laughs> you won't be disappointed. She is the best. Yes. And she's teaching me every single day how to do it. Mm. And, we, and, and we have to do it. We, we, are, we, we have to do it. And, and you know how many times we, we called up families that, we, that, that they said, no, we don't need it, we're okay. I said, okay, we're just going to come by and say hello. We come by, we stay there for an hour, for two hours. <laughs> yeah, amen. And, 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 and they go crazy. Amen, amen. They go crazy, and it's just, that's what we're all well, We get to talk about now, so then how do we do it? And we found an organization that's doing it. And mm -hmm. so now we could have people how to put boots on the ground in the land of Israel. I mean, this is, I mean, Hadass, I'm telling you, first time I met her, uh, 2020 or whenever it was, uh, I've been changed. She mm -hmm. has changed my life, and you had already changed my life, so now I get two for one. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hang on for Hadassah next week. Yes. And I hope you can join us for that. She is a firecracker. We love Hadassah. <laughs> She's going to join us by Skype. She's busy doing the work of Ametzim in yes. Israel right now. Yes, she yes, was supposed yes, to be here, yes. but there were too many important things. She said, no, I can't make it. She said, Yehuda, you go. I'll stay here. I'll join you by Skype or something. <laughs> next week, we're going to do it, okay? So join us for Hadass and Yehuda Glick and Keith Johnson. It's going to be a treat. Join us next week for Shabbat Night Live. Until then, Shavuot Tov and Shabbat Shalom. Mm -hmm.